relevant. So today we'll look at something else I've titled character. That's another interesting part about wisdom. Character. Character. There's a definition that normally people like to give about character. Maybe I might ride on it today because I didn't make my own definition. But when I have one, I'll come and, I'll come and edit the podcast. <laughs> and re-upload it. <laughs> All together. So the definition that most people usually give is uh, reputation is what people know you for. Character is what God knows you for. That means what people know you are for, that's your reputation. But how does God know you? How does God know you? You know what I mean? There are people that they know you for smiling a lot. You understand, eh? Some people know you for having a weird laugh. Some of you are known for, for dressing well. You look peng. And the like. You are known, some of you are known for being brilliant in school. Some of you are known that God sees you through every semester. <laughs> Yeah, when when you open your portal, it's the Red Sea. <laughs> you know that <laughs> it's what the Lord. <laughs> That's what you're known for, right? <laughs> I'm saying yes. So, so you are known for 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 various things. Um, others are known for. Uh, being funny people. Like when you're around them, they just like make everyone laugh. Are you one of those? Mm. Just make everyone around, around you just laugh, you know, you know continuously. <laughs> you, you're just clowning. Mm. <laughs> Don't be one of those. <laughs> <laughs> just. <laughs> you're supposed to have a straight face. But you know, seriousness, seriousness is not a fruit of the spirit, yeah? So smile here and there. So being serious doesn't mean you're deep. <laughs> you can be serious and be shallow at the same time. <laughs> you understand, right? Yes. Because anyone can look deep. It's in churches, eh? Just have to dress a certain way. You look like you can pray. <laughs> but let's give you a mic to actually lead prayer. <laughs> and say, not, uh, there's nothing there. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like how disappointing it is when, when someone wears glasses, but they're not performing academically. <laughs> Like, I expect a lot from you. <laughs> Can you relate? Hi, Joe. <laughs> so sometimes you have these expectations from people. So people know you for something. But then there is a way God knows you. That's the most important. That's the most important. There's a way God knows you. And there are two people you can't deceive in this world, God and yourself. You can deceive anyone, but God and yourself. You even know you can't deceive yourself. You even know if you tell yourself, may I, may I be studying at night, but you know yourself that night for you is not for studying. <laughs> but you keep telling yourself that. Eh? <laughs> so, character. So, one of the best ways in which, um, now, maybe let me explain it a little. Firstly, 
God knows you and sees you from the lens of Christ. God knows you and sees you from the lens of Christ. What that means is, when God looks at you because of what Jesus did on the cross, he sees you based on the phoenix works of Jesus Christ. He sees you as someone who is justified because Jesus declared it so. He sees you as the righteousness of God in Christ because the word of God says so. Are we together? So God doesn't see you the way you see yourself. God sees you based on what Jesus did. That's the first thing you must understand. So God will not look at any one of his children and call them a sinner. That is how God sees his children. So you are not even a sinner saved by grace because that sounds powerful for some, but that's false. Are we together? Yes. So when some people actually say, we're all sinners, are you and who? No, because when I read in the scriptures, no scripture tells me that we're all sinners. Are we together? Yeah. So God sees you a certain way. God views you a certain way. And God relates to you from that perspective. However, what has happened on the inside must begin to translate to how you behave on the outside. So, if God sees you as someone who is the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, it means you must begin to behave like it. Out together. It means you must begin to act like it. So, you can't declare that I am righteous, but your works show otherwise. That means you are misrepresenting what God has declared. I want you to think about it this way. God. Maybe let's look at God's character just to, 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 to help you understand what we're talking about. We will not um, we will not look at certain characters of the Bible. But let's look at God Himself. So God's character, who He is, is translated in what He does and how He responds. I'll give you an example. The first one, the Bible shows us that God does not change. Right? That's an attribute of God. It means you and I have the ability to change. Maybe you're not the same way you were five years ago, right? You're not the same way you were 10 years ago, right? The, the, the choices you, you can make now are not the same choices you have made maybe five years ago, right? Now you're at a different place in life, so you make different choices. But when you look at God, God is the same. He doesn't change at all. That means when you look at him the way he was over 2,000 years ago, that's how he is today. That means he's consistent. Are we together? So that means the way he has to act towards you has to be in line with that, with his nature of not changing. So it means when he treats Moses a particular way, he has to treat you that way as well because he's not changing. If he treated Paul a particular way, if he treated Peter a particular way, he would treat you the same way. We're together. That's why when we talk about, for example, when we talk about his saving grace, it's, it's, it doesn't apply to some and leave out others. God doesn't change his mind when he reaches to you when it comes to the blood of Jesus. Like he can cleanse everyone but you. And say, you, your sins are too deep. <laughs> you, you finish a syllabus. So we can't come to you. Let's shift it and go to another person. No, he's the same. Are we together? So it means if he healed then, he can heal now. 
It means if he delivers then, he can deliver now. It means if he touch someone then, he can touch someone now. It means if whatever miracle he performed then, he can perform it today. He doesn't change. Are we together? Yes. So what that means is when you approach God with a particular matter, you have to go to the scriptures and see how he dealt with it. And you have to realize that God can actually deal with it the same way today. And I explained before, for those of you who follow our teachings, I've explained to say the total revelation of who God is, is Jesus Christ. That means you have to look at how Jesus responded to particular situations. You have to look at how Jesus did particular things and that's how you know the mind of God. So you can't know the mind of God entirely by studying the life of Moses. You can know the life of, of God entirely by studying the life of Isaiah. But when you look at Jesus, he's the total image, the express image of the Father. That means he was God in flesh. Are you listening? So you have to follow and understand that I am not serving a God who is God moods. <laughs> who changes because you have ever dealt with people with moods. Today they're happy, tomorrow One moment you're laughing. The next moment, what has happened? You ever dealt with people with moods, eh? If you have a roommate with moods, it's just, it's wild. <laughs> because you can be laughing at night. In the morning, they're not talking to you. What did they do? <laughs> did we meet in your dreams? <laughs> if we met, what did I say? Let me apologize. <laughs> so, God is not like that. He doesn't, you see, he doesn't turn to you one morning and just say, today, well, I'm, today I'm not talking to you. What did I do, Lord, what you did yesterday? You, you can't even remember. <laughs> you can't even remember. It means, see, he doesn't, he doesn't behave like a human being. Are we together? So God has got a character of not changing. That means you can know God for not changing. The way you know someone for, 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 for ever changing, you cannot go for not changing. Are you following? Yes. Another thing is that God does not lie. Maybe the scriptures on the other, on, on the, uh, from the first point, Malachi 3 verse 6. You read them at your own time. Malachi chapter number 3 verse 6 and also Hebrews chapter number 13 verse 8. Malachi uh, 3 6. Hebrews 13, verse 8. On the first point, when God does not change. In Malachi says, I am the Lord God, I change not. That's what he said, right? In Hebrews says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That means he's consistent. The way he was yesterday, that's how he is today. That's how he will be forever. You understand, right? When he's, when, when, for example, I explained earlier, say, well, how, how he treated, for example, Paul is how he will treat you. So, for example, how did he treat Paul when he encountered him? He treated him with love, right? He didn't treat him with any, any different from how he treated Peter. He was the same. So how he did it with, with, with those guys, the same way how he do, how he do it with us. So we don't, we, we don't see Jesus and then expect him to treat us any different from how he treated the apostles. He gave, he gave them the Holy Spirit and he gives us the same Holy Spirit today. He gave them grace and he gives us the same grace today. He gave them forgiveness of sins and he does the same today. Are we together? Also, the Bible says God does not lie. Okay, so it's not a man that he should lie. That means it's evident. Men lie. Tell your neighbor, men lie. <laughs> Look at them. Tell them, men lie. Not the men in your life, but men lie. <laughs> Are we together? 
<laughs> yes, it means it's generally, generally. Some of you have even told lies this morning. Look at your neighbor. <laughs> Do they look guilty? <laughs> Do they look guilty? <laughs> the Bible says God is not a man that he should lie. Numbers 23 verse 19. God is not a man that he should lie. That means you can know God for being truthful all the time. That's why... Do you know one of the ways in which you know that God is speaking to you? God doesn't puff you up. No, God doesn't do that. God does not talk to you to massage your ego. How together? God doesn't talk to you to make you feel like you're better than the rest. <laughs> so that's why when something is happening or you feel you're hearing God and what is, being, what, what is being built in your heart is pride. No, you're not even hearing God. Because when it comes to God, you'll be humbled by what he says. No, how can God come to you and just speak to you say, you, 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 in this class, there's just no one, no one compared to you. <laughs> so just know that you're not hearing God. <laughs> and you even go there with a confession. I'm above them. <laughs> God is not like that. He doesn't talk to you to massage your ego. Because, you see, human beings generally, you and I, have the desire to be greater than the rest. If you don't have that desire, sorry for you. <laughs> but it's in every human being. When you go to class, you want to top the class, right? Yes. When you go to a company, you want to be the boss. <laughs> you want to call the shots. Right? Some for wrong reasons, eh? <laughs> but generally, the Bible says God is not a man that he should lie. That means God does not lie. It's a character. It's an attribute of God. It's part of who he is. When you look at God, when you interact with him, you know that he's not going to lie to you. You know that if God spoke to you about a particular matter, it was never a lie. If God said it in his word, it was never a lie. That's something that must, you, must, you, must, you must build that conviction in your spirit that the word of God is the absolute truth of my life. There is no truth greater than what God has said over me. That's something that you must decide over your life. There is nothing in this world that I will believe above the word of God. Tell me, but God has never lied. Yes, say, God has never lied. He has never lied, not once. That means if God spoke to you, it's going to come to pass. I don't know if you heard me. That means if God spoke to you, it's going to come to pass. That's why you must revisit every prophecy God gave. You must know that if God spoke to me in this word, there is nothing that's going to hinder this word from coming to pass. And do you know how God works? When he speaks to you, God doesn't give you a word that accommodates your level of faith. He doesn't. He will give you a word that will require you to depend on him. Because if you can handle it, that means your spirit has capacity to handle it. That's small. 
But there are certain things bigger than you. <laughs> I don't know if you understand. There are certain things God can give which are just bigger than you. And that's why when God gives you a responsibility, sometimes it's greater than you think. And that's why, for example, there are those who like eating a lot. God can tell them fast. You know, it's a sacrifice for them. <laughs> Just to skip breakfast. <laughs> I know I'm talking to you. <laughs> Just to skip breakfast. You feel like you can raise the dead. <laughs> You just keep, they want just 12 hours. Ah, where are the blind? <laughs> the lame. <laughs> I, I have to preach today. <laughs> because you feel powerful a particular way. Understand? So God doesn't lie. It's, it's, it's in his nature. You see, God, he can't even open his mouth and tell a lie. Mm-hmm. He can't even think about your life. You can think about your life. <laughs> Nothing can come to his mind and it's a lie. <laughs> the third uh, thing I have to know about God's character is that God is faithful. That means it's... it's, it's <laughs> you're dealing with someone because remember... Do you know that there's in this life there are people you can deal with just based on their reputation? Are you aware of that? There are people that you can you can even leave them with amounts of money, certain amount of money because of their reputation, right? There are others you can't trust them with something. You even know if I leave this one with this, it's gone. It's like your sibling. You can't leave them with food. You know it will be gone. <laughs> They'll just say sorry. <laughs> or not even apologize at all. Just left it. What, what was I supposed to do? I was hungry. <laughs> you understand? So, generally, God is faithful. The Bible says, He who called you is faithful. That's what it says. It says, He who called you is faithful. What that means is that He's faithful to His word, He's faithful to His thoughts, He's faithful to His promises, He's faithful to everything He's established. He doesn't derail from it. Is faithful to that. And you must understand when you're dealing with God, he doesn't, you see, God doesn't come and say, I've changed my mind. <laughs> like, oh, what I told you last week, I've realized you're a bad person. So, <laughs> no, God is faithful. And that's why sometimes you have to be careful what you do because some things God can say to you, you'll just be amazed. One time God... God approached a king in the, in the dream and told him you're a dead man. Now, if God tells you you're a dead man, who can pray for you? Who will you pray to? You understand? So, God is faithful. What he says is what he does. God doesn't say one thing and then do the next thing. No. What he says is what he does. All together. Someone say, God is faithful. Say it loud. I say, God is faithful. And then also, the fourth thing about God is that he's a keeper of his word. He's a keeper of his word. That's something you must understand when you're dealing with God, the character of God. He's a keeper of his word. Um, Isaiah 55, verse 10 to 11. He's a keeper of his word. God keeps his word. All together. Yes. 
He told Jeremiah, saying, I will hasten my way to perform it. So he told Jeremiah. Isaiah 55, verse 10 to 11. Isaiah 55, 10 to 11. I'll say it one more time. Isaiah 55, 10 to 11. That means God keeps his word. That means if God said something, he's going to keep that word and ensure that he performs it. Are we together? Yes. So everything he is, is seen by what he does. Everything he is, is seen by what he does. That means you can't, you can't see God in one light and then expect him to do another thing. For example, the Bible shows that God is love, right? That means whatever he does, he has to do it out of love. Are we together? Yes, he has to do it out of love. Are we together? The Bible says God is holy, right? It means whatever it is he does, he has to do it out of holiness. He can't do anything outside holiness. He can't do anything outside love. Because that's what who he is. Are we together? So character depends or rather shows us exactly how God knows you now. These are the attributes God has. And you can know him for this. The question is, what does God know you for? If God was giving a testimony about your life, what would he say? No, what would he say? And because it's how God knows you. Do you know, do you know how? Maybe let me explain it this way. How God knows you will also depend, or rather, how God knows you will also determine even the type of responsibility God can give you. Because if you are not a dependable person, don't think because God thinks you are his righteous as he can give you certain tasks. You have to be a dependable person even in his sight. Even in his sight. There are people whom God can depend on because, for example, if there's something that is happening in the world and God requires a man, a woman to pray at two in the morning, there are people God can depend to wake them up and they'll pray. There are others, the moment God wakes them up, they go back to sleep. <laughs> ah, no. That's when the blankets are nice, right? But God has woken you up. No, Lord, you, you are not clear. What do you mean is not clear? <laughs> No, how does God know you? That's, what, that's, that's something you must... What is your character before God? No, what's your character before God? Are you someone that God can give the word and entrust that to be delivered to his people? Or if God gives you a word because you doubt so much, I don't want to miss. So I won't... <laughs> it means you can't be trusted with the word of God in your spirit. It means he can see you, yes, as the scriptures have declared. He can see you, yes, from the light of Christ. But then there are certain responsibilities God can give you. How does he know you? The same way when you talk about reputation, there's, there's the way people know you. People can know, you see, there are people, maybe some of you, I don't know, but I hope not. But there are people that you know that they can't deal with you because you're not dependent when it comes to keeping money. Even your parents can't trust you with school fees. They know it will be gone. They can't leave you with money because they left you with money once and you decided the baller bed was the best thing to just do, to, to do or maybe you decided to just order something salahula, so they can just be selling clothes and shoes I'll, I'll grow this money I'm business minded, now I'm making losses with the business mind <laughs> it means even human beings can't trust you with money now the question is, if God wanted to, wanted to pass money in this world to give even to someone who is who needs school fees, can he pass it through your hands? Or the moment he passes through your face, you, ah, what do I do with this? <laughs> when you sort out everything else, you remember, ah, yes, yes, it's that person. 
Are you listening? It means you are not someone dependable. You must tell neighbor, you must be dependable. Not look at them as you talk. Say you must be dependable. Yes. There are people, they know you for even, even just for they know you for breaking hearts. <laughs> at the boarding house, when the, a car arrives, they even know the one they've come for. <laughs> There's no one else at that boarding house. <laughs> if, if you're a daughter of this house, look at me. All, all the girls, look at me. <laughs> the one I'm talking to. If you live in a boarding house. If you are the one they come for. <laughs> no, there are prayers I'm making for you. <laughs> and when they happen, you will come for prayer. <laughs> you will come for prayer. And when, when you come for prayer, you know, this is what I prayed for. But I won't tell you. I'll just lay hands, speak in tongues, and go laugh outside. <laughs> this one, God is dealing with her. <laughs> You understand? No, what do they know you for? Even at work, what do they know you for? One time I heard a man of God say something interesting and I, I, I agreed. He said, look, if they don't know you in your workplace, in your school, that you're on fire for Jesus, then you're, not, then you're not burning. If we have to investigate, <laughs> are you together? <laughs> You can't, you can't be that, that believer whom that's why I said, you know those people just make people laugh anyhow. I just, you just can't be that one all the time. Mm. You just know it for jokes. Not so winning, eh? <laughs> Even when you're winning souls, evangelism, you just make, just cracking jokes just there. Just a comedian. Mm. I, no, I don't see to such people. I don't. You can't be cracking one hour just cracking joke. Why? Why are we laughing for an hour, guys? Why? <laughs> what are we excited about? <laughs> Innocent. What are we excited about? <laughs> you understand? No, people, people know you. No. How do people know you? Or when your name is, is mentioned anywhere, what do they say? What do they say? Even in a family, when something is happening and they need someone to pray, are you the one they think about? <laughs> or you are that one whom even your family is shocked you are saved. <laughs> Whichever one is born, yeah! again. This one. Ha. <laughs> or your roommates are just surprised. If we just tell them this one is saved. Pasta. Pasta. This one. Pasta. <laughs> no, how, how are you known with people? But then, more importantly, because remember I told you, 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 you can deceive everyone. God and yourself, you can't deceive. You know yourself. And you know how God knows you. You understand, right? You know how God knows you. 
As in, you even know, even if God was to give you a vision, say do something, you even know you're not going in that direction. Are you that one whom when God says, whom shall I send? God knows you will respond. Are you that one whom, if God decided that if there are sick people are going to be healed, it's you he can use. You see, God doesn't use simply because you just woke up from a dream and then look, yeah, I, I saw it. Let me, let me, let me do. It, it doesn't work like that. You have to say yes. You understand, right? You have to say, you have to step out of your comfort zone. You have to be ready to say, because look, it's crazy to pray for someone who is sick and there are people watching you. Because if it doesn't work, <laughs> you understand, right? Yes. Especially if you are bold about it. Me, I pray. <laughs> there was a brother I had growing up and the time they were trying to, they, I think he was, they were trying to lead a prayer session of some sort. And about five people manifested devils. And he was laying us out. And they were just looking at him. <laughs> he was almost beaten. <laughs> out. Just looking at you like you. And they were following him. <laughs> Remember the sons of Skepha in the Bible? Yes. Jesus we know. Paul we know. But who are you? They asked him. <laughs> the Bible records that they were beaten naked. Imagine being beaten that your clothes are stripped. And this is just a demon possessed person. You can't even beat them back because you'll be arrested. <laughs> now, what are you known for? What are you known for? Before God, what are you known for? All together. One time God said, how can I hide this thing from my friend Abraham? God knew that Abraham was his friend. He knew that I can tell secrets to Abraham. No, can God trust you with secrets? Or it will be on your status, deep things. Hashtag. <laughs> when you hear God... <laughs> chilling with Jesus after being in a vision you've seen him no listen can, can God trust you a certain way that's the question no can it depend on a certain way because look it's not everything there are, mat there are things I encountered in the presence of God over 10 years ago that I am not even allowed to speak of even to today I can touch a step and I know where to end and skip go to the next thing you know this one is between you and God. Just ends there. Because there are things you can encounter that are strange. You even question your doctrine. <laughs> and then now you come and teach it. Now people look at you. It's pastor. I think pastor is losing it nowadays. <laughs> Since pastor has fallen. <laughs> we, we, we need to find another one. <laughs> Praise God. No, there are, there are things. You have to be that person whom God can tell things. And he, he knows that what he said is safe with you. All together. 
God should be able to trust you and put you in particular positions of influence and know that you will not take advantage of innocent people while you are there. He should be able to do it. There are believers he can't even trust without responsibility. The moment you are put in place of influence, corruption is even increased. Because you know you're supposed to benefit. Deals. And you even testify breakthroughs in church. Eh? <laughs> Pastor, I need to increase my partnership. Like, you're not even telling us what you're doing, what you're doing is wrong. God should be able to trust you to put you in particular places of influence and know that righteousness and justice will reign in that place because you are there. Because God reigns through people. God governs through people in this world. Right? Yes. Ask your name, what does God know you for? <laughs> yes. Does God know you for being inconsistent with prayer? Let me ask that again. Does God know if you be... Uh, God is not even shocked if you stop praying for a week. He knows you'll be back after. Because he knows there's a pattern. <laughs> he knows when you... Ah, this, this one, when, 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 when he prays, uh, two days is on fire. On day four, you'll still be feeling the fire. So you'll be like, ah, yeah, yeah. you just go to sleep just like that. <laughs> no, does God know you for being inconsistent? What's your character before God? Even studying your Bible, God knows you and the Bible are not friends. What is Paul saying in Romans? Ah, that's one encounters. <laughs> you don't you, you don't care what Paul said. You don't even care what Jesus said. Just want encounters. <laughs> No, you are not safe. You are not safe. Peter. Peter, the great apostle, called the word of God the most sure word of prophecy. He said, when it comes to encounters, we had them. He said, we saw angels. We were on the mountain. We saw Jesus. Elijah and Moses appeared. We saw it. But he said, even that is not safe. Says the word of God is the most sure word of that's what, that's what Peter said. You you want to trust a vision more than the word of God. One time someone came to me saying, I was given this prophecy. I asked them, What does what does the word say? They told me what, what, what God was said, and then they told me it was contradicting what the prophet said. I said, Look. No matter how deep the person who gave you the prophecy is, if he does not co- Align with the word of God. Just throw it away. It doesn't make them force. Right. You understand, right? It doesn't make them force. Just don't ride with that prophecy. Mm-hmm. In their genuineness, just leave them. <laughs> Together. Align your life only to the word of God. Not to anything else. So, does God know you to be someone dependable, even with his word? Like, God can decide. Because ah, there are some of you, 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 you believe you have callings on your life. But, <laughs> no, th- think about it. Think about it. You believe you are called by God, right? Right? Yeah. Some of you have even seen, have even seen nations, right? Answer, you know you are here. You've even seen nations, right? That means in your spirit, there are nations, right? So when you're eating the word of God, do you eat for two? 
So if God has put nations in you, do you feed the nations? Or do you just eat like a normal human being? He didn't hear me. Because you can't, you can't claim that there are nations and pray like you like, have like, like a community. <laughs> nah, you can't, you can't even claim that God will give you this nation, but, but yet you're praying like the only, the only people that, that have give, God has given you is just your family. Yes, just your siblings. And you end there. That means that's all you will get. Do you know that the fact that you have potential doesn't mean you, you will maximize it? This is a wisdom session. Listen. <laughs> potential doesn't mean you maximize it. Look, I'm, I'm a football fan. I've seen players with potential. But after three years, you're like, what happened? <laughs> you understand, right? You'll be like, what happened? Someone can be good. You can, you, you can even be brilliant in whatever you're doing. It doesn't mean you become the best. It takes more than just potential to be the best. How together? It takes more than just potential. So it means there can, there can be something God has deposited in your spirit. That's just potential. It's just in your spirit. But then to bring it out, God can even show you that you'll be a politician and even maybe even leave this nation. God can speak to you. It doesn't mean that it will happen simply. You, there's something you must do about it. God calls Moses and tells him to, to leave the children of Israel out of, out of Egypt. If Moses had remained there and did, did nothing about what would have happened? Would he have encountered Pharaoh? No. Would he have done any of those miracles? No. It took him to respond. God says, yes, sir. He moved. So if God is showing you particular things concerning your calling, do you pray like it? If God is showing you concerning things concerning your destiny, do you actually study the Bible like it? If God is showing certain things concerning, concerning what you're supposed to do in the next one year, two years, three years, five years, or ten years, or whatever it is, do you actually behave like it? Are you preparing for it or are you waiting for a time when, some, when things will be ready? Are you waiting for that? Solomon said, a farmer who looks at the skies will never, will never harvest. That's what Solomon said. That means if you look at, if you're going to plant based on the weather, <laughs> you will never do anything. You understand, right? Farmers know it's a season. Whether rain or not, they start farming. They know rain is coming. Whether this comes now or in the next two weeks, it will come. And they start. So when it comes to you, what are you doing concerning the things that God has said? Now, I want you to write down, I have a notebook, I believe. Write down three things that you believe God has told you or rather God has given you concerning your life. If, if, if you haven't received anything, don't write down anything. Don't be under pressure. But just pretend like you're inside your neighbor doesn't read. Then, then think like, yeah, this one is not deep. <laughs> write down three things that you, you know that God has said concerning your destiny, concerning your life. Just three. Write down those three things. between you and God. Don't start showing your neighbor. That's why I've done those three, those three things. Just three things. No need to write. Some of you are writing essays. You had the 24-hour encounter where God began to explain. So you write down the one thing. Now, 
the thing that you've written down, the question is, what will it take for it to be fulfilled? That's number one. Number two, what are you doing in order to fulfill what God has said concerning you? All together. Number three, if everything was in place, how long will it take you to complete that? How long? And I'm here to submit to you that everything has been made available in Christ. That means everything is in place for that. You have no excuse. The greatest resource God ever gave the believer is the Holy Spirit. It's the greatest resource. Because he's the one who guides you and shows you where to, to get what you need to get, not to do what you need to do. He will show you. What are you known for? Proverbs chapter number 22, verse 1. Proverbs chapter number 22, verse 1. Are we there? Proverbs 22, 1. A good name, that means how you are known. A good name is to be chosen or to be preferred. Choose to have a good name. Don't carry a reputation. Even among his sisters, they know you. <laughs> that sister knows you. That other sister knows you. That other one, ah. You know what I mean, brothers? <laughs> you are known. Yeah, you, you, you have a good name. <laughs> Don't be known even for being a crook. Why are you scamming people? Why, why can't we just be honest? Are we together? Tell your neighbor, choose a good name. Yes, choose a good name. You must have a good name. We must receive a positive report. Are we together? Yes, you must receive a positive report. I have a friend who was uh, promoted at work and they went for a project outside the country for uh, a few months. And that project required that they, they had to deal with large sums of money. When I say large sums, like as high as maybe even five to ten million dollars. That high. Mm. Now, he was the one in charge to, of keeping the money. It was in cash. It was not wired. And when they came back, the biggest report he had was that not one coin went missing under his scale. And that's how he, when he came back, he received a promotion twice what he was earning promoted. The rest of his friends were not. Mm -hmm. And this was money that could have stolen easily. Easy. When I'm talking to him, I mean, it was easy to even get. Easy. Like, it wasn't even hard to make up a story. Because <laughs> <laughs> you can just tell them, oh, we both made this into my colleague. 
and we spent this much and you put it in your pocket and even share it. Didn't allow not even, not even one person to give a story. Good name. What would they say about you at work? If your pastor came to your workplace, <laughs> what's the testimony? What's the testimony? You've scammed your workplace, you've scammed your co-workers, even the guard at work, you've scammed him, everyone. You've spared no one at work. You owe people money. You, you can't be like that. How together? You can't be like that. Choose a good name. Above everything else, choose a good name. That's not saying I'll be known for, for something good. Don't be that one whom see. There are people whom we only hear good things about them when they've died. Know what I mean, right? Because everyone decides to bury the bad things. Because at funerals, they just say good things, eh? He was a good man. But we all know deep down, ish. Someone is glad they are gone. <laughs> Amen. Look at, look at Job. Or rather, maybe before we go, we go to Job, because <clears throat> we're talking about character. Your character also refers to, or rather, it's important, even the words you speak, because people will know you for particular words. People will know you for saying certain things and for your words going in a particular direction. There are people who are known even just for being vulgar. You have relatives like that, eh? I have some. Mm. Even when they come, insults have come. They, they just, they come hand in hand. You understand? Yes, look at what the Bible says in Ephesians 4.29. Ephesians 4.29. Ephesians 4.29, are we there? One, two, three, go, read it. Uh-huh. All right, so those of you with online Bibles, let's read it from the message, message translation. Let's go. Those of you with online Bibles, or those of you with message translation. How many have the message translation? Raise your hand. Ah, so those, those who don't have it, it's okay. You haven't downloaded it from your phone? It's all right. So those with the message translation, let's read it together. One, two, three, go. Watch the way yeah. Mm-hmm. Let no foul communication come out of your mouth. Don't say, no, Pastor, I, I just lost my temper. I mean, I just lost it. So I just... No, there's nothing like that. Out of the abundance of their heart, the mouth speaks. <laughs> you understand, right? So you can't be vulgar. There are certain words that should never be on your mouth as a believer. They shouldn't be. You should be known for... See, the, <sighs> being known for being godly. How together? No, pastor, we're just joking. That's how we talk. How do you talk like that? That's how me and my friends roll. You know, it's nothing deep, pastor. It's deep to us. And we'll exaggerate it. Right. You understand? We'll treat it like you've committed treason. <laughs> 
Even sharing statuses or memes that are vulgar or language. Why, why, why is it in your status? We've told you your status is for the gospel. Why are you laughing about funny things? Vulgar things. Why? Why? No, pastor, I just found it funny. Why is it funny with vulgar things there? No, why is it funny with vulgar things there? Is it something vulgar? Just skip and move on. Why do, why do you have to show us? And some of you, you, you don't even have the courtesy to block us. <laughs> you just allow us to view these things. And we just say... <laughs> there are people who have muted. Like, this one, this one just posts nonsense. Just mute. Like, this is just nonsense. There's no edification here. Mm. Are we together? No, you should be that one who you don't tolerate things. Or even if it's something funny you've seen or someone else has said, don't even reply. Vulgar, even participating. Why? Why? You are a believer. No, tell anybody you're a believer. You can't be known for saying dirty things. You can't be known for saying dirty things. Your language must be clean. You understand, right? Clean. Don't even watch these, these movies with dirty language in it. Even casting in it, just there also just watching. The whole night, one hour movie, two, two hours. What do you think is happening to your spirit? You understand? Don't, don't allow these things. Don't train yourself for certain words to be normal to your ears. Are we together? Yes. No, pastor. It's, it's all about our works. Oh. 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 When the rapture takes place, you will understand certain things. No, you will understand certain things. And this Wednesday, I'm teaching extensively on the rapture. Wednesday, midweek service. Yes, yes. So that you hear what God has to say about it. Ah. All together. You understand. No, it's not about... There will be saints who will be left behind. Saints sanctified. Blood washed. Jesus will leave them behind. Say, Let me get in my church. You'll, you'll remain. And you will face the Antichrist. But I'll teach you on Wednesday. Just join in midweek service. All together. Yes. And I always tell people, if the message of the rapture scares you, are you saved? No, are you saved? Think about it. Let me give you an example. Come, two of you come. Mm. Assuming, let's say these two, uh, we are friends. All right? That's just an assumption. Assuming we are friends. <laughs> All right, and I decide. Let's say I'm the one because you know sometimes in friendship there's that there's that one friend with money, right? And then the rest they're okay. <laughs> Understand, right? So assuming let's say I'm that one friend with money, and I tell them, guys, we are going on vacation to Livingstone this Friday. The catch is when I come, I'm not waiting for anyone. I'm just picking everyone up, and we're just heading out. All together. When I arrive, 
This one is coming out, this one is panicking. What's, what's the difference between the two? One was ready, the other one was not ready, right? So the one who's concerned did something that they're not supposed to do. They're not ready. So it means it's not the one who is coming with a problem. It's the one that has been found. That's how the rapture will be. It's scary for those not ready. Mm. You can see it. It's, it. it's scary for those not ready. If you're not ready, you'll be scared. If you're ready, you'll be excited. Yes. You'll be excited. You'll be happy. There's a believer that I was rebuking not long ago, I think two weeks ago. I was explaining to him about how Jesus will come for his church and he will rapture his church. And then he said something very carnal, which some, most of you have said before. Very carnal. He said, ah, it shouldn't happen. I need to marry first. <laughs> Why are you? I sat him down. I said, look, you, you, you are focusing on earthly things. Yes. <laughs> Not everyone will test this in God marriage. Some will just go to heaven. And if we forever be with the Lord. <laughs> Your true love. <laughs> yes. You've gone through a lot with love on the earth. At least in heaven there will be nothing like that. Forever assured. <laughs> Are we together? So don't think about... You see, don't... That's not the reason why you're making a prayer of delay because you want to... Mario, enjoy. This is, those are, those are, those are. There's no marriage in heaven. And if you delayed to marry, it's not God's fault. <laughs> you have all this time. Why aren't you doing it? Right, <laughs> Joe. <laughs> you have all this time. Why aren't you doing it? Now that should be, you should be disturbing us. Want to go? <laughs> He repents. How together? Yes, if you have all the, those reasons, that's no pastor rebuking you. Have godly reasons, not those. Look at Job, for example. Job chapter number, talking about reputation or well, character. Job chapter number one, verse eight. Job one, verse eight. Job one, verse eight. Look at God's testimony when he came to this man called Job. This was not a testimony by a man, it was the testimony by God. Job 1 verse 8. This is God talking to Satan about Job. So there's none like him on the earth. Not in the country, on the earth. No, not in his family, on the earth. Say, so this guy, have you considered him? <laughs> A blameless man. What's God's testimony concerning your character? What's his testimony? So concerning your character, number one, train yourself not to lie. Start trading. Some of you, some of you lie for no reason. There is no reason. You just lie. Your parents are calling. Did you remove the very sheet? You know you didn't remove it. Why are you lying? Yes, I did. Why are you lying? No, pastor, they would have shouted. Ah, is there shouting worth more than you not, not, not being right with God? Train yourself to tell the truth all the time. How together? Yes, train yourself. Say, I'll speak the truth at all times. Yes, train yourself to speak the truth. Also, train yourself to be an honest person. 
Be honest in your business dealings with other people. Be honest in your academics. Don't cheat in your school. How together? Yes. Don't start carrying the materials in my exam room. You even know where to put them. They can't search me. Even if they say they won't find them here. Why? And then even, even text my pastor, I cleared. Don't even text me if you cheated. And if you don't text me, I'll know that you cheated. <laughs> <laughs> Be honest. Out together. Say honesty. honesty. Yes. Be an honest person. You are given a change that's above what you need. What you need. Why are you going away with someone else's money? No, God blesses in different ways. That's what God's blessing. You are stealing. <laughs> No, you're stealing. Mm-hmm. How together? Yes. Even at work, some of you who work, you even know the budget is 500. Telling you your, your, your company is 1,000. Uh, I'll appear in your conscious one of these days. <laughs> Just to say hi. Train yourself also to pay attention to the voice of the Spirit. He helps you in your character. He helps you in your character because the Holy Spirit will correct you. There's, for a believer, there's always that voice in your spirit telling you not to go the particular direction. He will tell you, don't accept this. He will tell you, don't do this. He will tell you, do this. He will lead you on the inside. Train yourself to take heed to the voice of the Spirit. No, no, no. You just brush the voice. No, train yourself to take, to pay attention to the voice of the Spirit. And trust me, you will be put in situations where your character will be tested. Yes. You'll be put in those situations. But then what will you do? So train yourself to be an honest person, right? Train yourself to take heed the voice of the Spirit. And then lastly, train yourself to have good thoughts. Because, remember, character is how God knows you. And God is able to read your thoughts. I'm here to remind someone that those things you think about, God can see them. Mm, Let me say it again, in case you didn't hear me. Those things you think about, God can see them. Train yourself to think, to, to have good thoughts. It's very important. How clean is your mind? How clean is your mind? If it's not, go to the Word of God. The Word of God is able to wash your mind. You can renew your mind, renew your way of thinking. You can can erase whatever thought patterns you had. Out together. Yes. Let's be on our feet, please. My time is almost up. 